Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Today's match is in the books and we're breaking it down. This is your RSL post-match show on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome into the post-game show. It is the post-game show now. It's not the pre-post-game show. <laughs> it is now post-game. It, the, the game's happened. Real Salt Lake lost 2-1. to ah, one. It kills me. Very disappointing because they were the dominant team for three quarters of the game. They just could not find that second goal, get at least a point out of this. Snaps a uh, losing streak for San Jose. Just a... A, a disappointing result all around from RSL. Yeah, it really was. It was, it was super frustrating just because of the first 15 minutes. Now, obviously, Christian Espinosa's two assists, worldies. You know, he's a phenomenal player. I mean, he moves on to 10 assists for the season to go along with his 12 goals. You know he's a danger man. Two beautiful assists. But to, for those to happen in the first 15 minutes, oh, it's so frustrating uh, that RSL were, were pegged back because they gave themselves such a hill to climb. And obviously the Chicho goal gives RSL hope. They come out in the second half very much uh, with the full press. But yeah, it's so frustrating because they huffed and puffed and they're just lacking just a tiny little bit of quality that obviously Paulo Ruiz is It's becoming more and more apparent how much we miss him. Yeah, it's... I, I did like the wing play tonight, and and it's just that that midfield Ojeda Palacio. Not quite sure what's going on with them. We will have Pablo directly on with us later. Well, um, I just got an update. Oh, they're going to try and do Zoom. Okay. If it drops, then he'll call into the studio. Okay, I am nervous about this. Yes, <laughs> it's, it, it is. Apparently, been, the Wi-Fi isn't great at PayPal Stadium. It has been three and a half years since I've had to speak directly to a Real Salt Lake coach or player. Uh, Pre-COVID is the last time I did this and I don't know why but it makes me very nervous 
Pablo's nice. It's a, he is nice. It's probably just the combination of it being almost 11 p.m. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and how this show has gone so far <laughs> for me mom, pers- personally. Mum's definitely asleep. Your mum's not asleep. She's probably still listening, but mum's uh, asleep. My mom is still awake because she's riding the high of the BYU win. Yes, she phenomenal is, win. She is diehard. She screams, rise and shout. Um <laughs> on a regular basis. Just like walking around the house. <laughs> Rise and shout. We've got she, ice cream in the house. It, it was a regular um, wake-up call for us when we were children. Uh, it was the BYU fight song. So, you know, she's probably still awake and, and riding that high. By the way. Yes. I don't like chocolate ice cream. <gasps> but oh. from BYU Creamery. Okay. This is the second conversation I've had about someone not liking chocolate ice cream in like two weeks. It's amazing. I love chocolate ice cream, and I am disappointed. Because my daughter's in both down there, works at the MTC. Let's go and say hello. I'm like, oh, I'll start at the creamery. Two tubs of chocolate ice cream, <laughs> which are almost gone. Not by me, by the way. I've had one bowl so far. Anyway, it's late. I don't know what we're talking about. Anyway, you know, we're talking about Real Salt Lake losing on the road to San Jose, and we've somehow shifted to. We want your tweets. BYU Creamer. Yes, uh, Jake has kindly stayed after, and I asked him to tweet because I started panicking about potentially having to um, ask questions to head coach Pablo Mastroini. Appreciate you, Jake. <laughs> Hi. Hey. Oh, yeah, hey, Jake's he's here, by the way. Hey, Jake's here. <laughs> it's I know. A, it's been a, a minute, minute. I just want to say hi. <laughs> he was covering the BYU yeah. uh, football game. I was keeping tabs on RSL. I, I saw the tail end of it, and it looked like they came close to finding that equalizer, but unfortunately, and I, I saw the two goals you mentioned, Spenel, the, the, the two assists by Espinosa. <sighs> Those were pretty. Let's just put it that way. So, uh, tough loss for RSL. Uh, do send in your tweets, please. Yes. We, we want all the post-game reaction you guys have got for us. So, um, I am hoping to be back with you guys again soon, but I am going to let you guys finish this up, all right? Fine. Oh, thanks. Fine. You're Quite welcome. Tough. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here for far too long already today. <laughs> have a good night. Sorry, you're saying your Saturdays are busy during college football season? Mm, just a little bit. Weird. <laughs> What a weird thing. Uh, yeah, send us your tweets um, at Lars underscore MM. I've retweeted Jake's tweet. You can also hit me up on the Instagram, which uh, Troy Oveson, friend of the program, has already done. Thank you, Troy. He said, about as expected for RSL, the match versus Dallas has to be better from the back for start to finish. Yeah, I opened up far too easily in that first 15 minutes. A rough start to this game from Real Salt. Like I thought it was much better moving into the game, but... That mentality at the beginning has got to be there. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was, you know, the issues with footwear because there was a ton of RSL players slipping. The touches weren't sure. Very apprehensive. And I thought coming off the back of the 2-0 victory against Colorado, although Colorado is a bit of a mess right now, give them a bit of confidence, get away from the, the the, the four games that they lost on the bounce. And uh, a little bit of a break. Didn't do RSL any favors with the international break, so... A tough one, but there was again there was there was some good things tonight. Um, just really frustrating first fifteen minutes. Uh, you, you can't do that because any team on, uh, on any given day can can beat each other, and you give a team that's so good in the attack um, an opportunity um, to, to to stretch you and open you up, and and they did it with a plum. 
take a look at the stats real quick before we head out to a break. We also like at at halftime was at 51% possession. They ended with 55%, 87% accuracy on their passing of which they had 451, 19 total shots for RSL, seven on target. I mean, you look at these stats and it's how, how did they not get at least a point? out of this game, leading in pretty much every category, uh, really put San Jose on their heels there for a while and just just couldn't find an equalizer. On the other side, hopefully we will have Pablo Mastroini and or a player pending internet issues from PayPal Park. Send us your tweets at Lars underscore MM or on Instagram. You can hit me up there as well. We'd love to hear from you guys on the loss on the upcoming match against Dallas. What are your guys' expectations for this team and your reactions to tonight's result? You're listening to the Post Game Show on the RSL Radio Network. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. We have head coach Pablo Masrani live from San Jose. We'll toss it. So, you know, it seemed like after Chicho got that uh, that goal just before half, you guys were kind of primed for... Um, you know, some, some second half chances, obviously there were chances, but it ended up being a, a pretty gr- gritty road game. You guys have been able to win those types of games in the past. What do you think was a little, little bit different about tonight? Maybe that just made it more difficult. Well, I mean, I think the surface was, as you saw, everyone slipping out there. I think that was a problem, but I mean, besides that, I think both teams were slipping. I, I think the biggest thing is we didn't, we didn't take our chances and uh, you know, looking at the second half, Chicho has a great look. Keeper makes a save. Sava was on the back post. Um, and those, and, and you, and you got to take those chances, you know? So I think it wasn't from a lack of opportunities. It was a lack of, of putting the ball in the back of the net. And I've said this uh, for years, you know, goals change games. Um, and in the first 15 minutes, you know, I, I think we were, you know, a bit, uh, you know, we, we just couldn't get control of the ball. And I, I think once we got control of the ball, we started, you know, playing the way we want to play and creating some good opportunities. But, but again, these last now six games, you you got to defend the right way. There's, there's no, you can score all the goals you want, but if you let in two goals, like we let in tonight, you, you're not going to have a chance. And I think that's the biggest takeaway from the Colorado performance where we were defensively stout um, in the first 15 minutes. I thought we were, you know, flimsy in our, in our footwork, defending, um, but but I think we grew in the game, and if we play the seventy, if we play like we do, uh, like we did in the last seventy five minutes of that game, you know we're going to win more games than not. But but again, I, the game of soccer is about scoring goals and not conceding goals. Yeah, and you you kind of touched on it there. Not not a lot of games left in the season, and the opponents you guys play are all kind of in in the playoff hunt with you guys. Is every game from here on out kind of a playoff game in and of itself? Yeah, we talked about it today that this is our first playoff game, right? And 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 you know, it's going to be a dogfight all the way in and you know, there's a couple points that separate the top from from, you know, the the bottom or ninth place. And so for us, it's again, we got to take advantage of home. Uh we got to win these games. Um and and again, I think if we perform like we did the last, you know, 75 minutes of that game, I think we'll be in a good way, but it just uh it it, it hurts to to 
to be behind it um, after, you know, whatever it was, three minutes in the game. And, um, the, the you know, in playoff games, you can't, you can't allow that to happen. So tonight, um, you know, we'll go back and review the tape. But, but, but again, I thought the, the guys did a fantastic job of getting back in there. And, uh, you know, and, and again, on, on the PK call that they, uh, that they, uh, you know, were reviewing the fourth set, it's a clear PK. And, and I just don't understand how, um, there's, there's not a connection, uh, with, with the whole crew. Uh, it's, it's mind boggling to me. Uh, so again, we put ourselves in good positions, but at the end of the day, you gotta, you gotta put the ball in the back of that. And are those kind of, kind of calls, maybe things that you're more likely to get at home or, or, or what, what are some things I guess that you kind of look forward to, you know, maybe being able to play in front of your home fans? Well, I think, you know, I think coming out of the gates, you know, playing away from home, there's always, you know, teams are always going to be uh, on the front foot and they did a good job, you know, getting after the ball and pressing us quite a bit, picking up second balls. Um, and, and I think, you know, the onus is, is, is on the home team to really, uh, you know, put that type of pressure. But I think for us, it's, it's, it's coming back home and, and, and again, uh, playing with uh, the same type of desire um, the same type of execution uh, that that we did uh, after we went down two zero, and and I think that's that's an easier feat to achieve um, at home with your crowd as a twelfth man. And uh, you know we're going to need everyone. You know we're going to need every everyone in the stands really pushing the group. Um, again, I think it's a uh, it's an important time of the season, and uh, just yeah. So we'll get back back home, recover, and and go at it again. And then lastly, I, I, I kind of have to ask this on the broadcast. There was a note about Danny saying that there was, there's a contract holdout right now. Can you give any kind of comment on what the situation is with Danny right now? Um, that situation is, is beyond me. Um, that's, uh, you know, that's a, that's a question for Kurt and Elliot. Um, again, my, my, my job is to manage the players that we have. And unfortunately at this moment, uh, especially in a game like tonight, you know, Danny would have been a great option um to come into the game or start the game um and hopefully that situation gets resolved uh but but again i i can't comment on any specifics because uh i'm not privy to any of them okay thanks pablo Sí, yo creo que los últimos seis partidos especialmente los que jugamos en casa son muy importantes para sacar los tres puntos y también para, para entrar, um, para llegar en casa y, y jugar para la afición. Yo creo que es, es, es un momento lindo. Uh, estamos en un buen lugar en, en la tabla, pero tenemos que eh, asegurar los seis puntos en casa. Después de una derrota como la de hoy, ¿qué se les dice al equipo para mantener esa confianza y seguir adelante? Eh, pa, le, le digo que tenemos que jugar como, lo, como jugamos los últimos 75 minutos, no, no, no empezar a jugar ya cuando estamos perdiendo 2 a 0. Y, y yo creo que los, los muchachos jugaron bastante bien, creamos bastantes oportunidades en el arco. Lo único que nos faltó hoy fue la de, definición. Y yo creo que si, si creamos esos tipos de chances, que, que vamos a ganar más partidos que perder. Thank you, Pablo. Okay, thank you. Head coach Pablo Mastroini from San Jose. The internet was great. Works yeah. just fine. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. We, we were sweating that we have to come up with a whole bunch of questions. Look, you know, it used to be a regular part of my job, and it just isn't anymore, and it can be. 
That'd be fine. We should I get just, back into the swing of things. I just have to be prepared, <laughs> and I was not. Um, always good to hear from him. I, Frustrated. You can tell yeah. that there's frustration about not taking chances and, you know, coming out of the blocks. You know, we, he, you know, the question, one of the questions was about slipping and things like that, and he said it was for both teams. I didn't see it as much for San Jose, but, yeah, I don't think the, the playing – surface was particularly great but at the same time yeah just that first 15 minutes just i don't know what it is about the apprehension poor passes poor poorly placed passes just just frustrating and you can tell in his voice you know it is playoff games all the way through now uh, for the rest of the season because it's for, with teams in and around uh the playoff hunt uh starting on wednesday night against fc dallas who are uh just a place outside of the playoffs looking to uh, to fight for their lives to, to, to get over that line to, to make sure that they're in the postseason as well. And RSL really have to find some answers with regards to consistency and, and, and getting some, some more clear-cut chances. RSL finishing the night with 19 shots, seven of those on target. And obviously Chicho had a, a good look in the second half. Um, Savarino was the one for me, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it may have just caught him off uh, a bit uh, by surprise um, how easily the ball came through. And uh, again, a smart little tug on the jersey by uh, Paul Murray. But yeah, just to put that wide, Daniel scrambling 2 2, and I think it's game on because, as said, RSL were in the ascendancy, and uh, I think uh, San Jose would have got deeper and deeper. Mentioned that the. Upcoming opponents to finish out the season are all mostly in the playoff picture. Dallas, of course, on on Wednesday, as you mentioned, uh, currently sitting in 10th place, 35 points. Um, Real Salt Lake sitting with 40 points in 6th place. They are San Jose, uh, Salt Lake, and Houston all on 40 points at the moment, taking 5th, 6th, and 7th place. Uh, Following that, next Saturday, Vancouver who sit in fourth place, a quietly good season from Vancouver, 41 points. Um, They had a win tonight against Toronto. And then October 1st on the road at LAFC, who sit in second. Sporting Kansas City on October 7th, they sit in ninth with 35 points. October 14th is the makeup game against the LA Galaxy, who currently sit in 13th with 30 points. But they are pretty up and down never really quite know what to expect from them and then finish out the season with Colorado who are in 14th with 22 points. So really just two that feel out of the playoff picture of these last uh, six matches. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, they're, they're huge games because you can really damage the teams around you. Yeah. Um, so it is almost like a real six pointer when you, when you think about it. Um, and again, RSL just looking to, to get across the line to try and find some consistency, uh, from the first minute, um, because they allowed San Jose to come out of the blocks, just it, it was just like lambs to the slaughter a little bit. Uh, the way that uh, this uh, rolling attack um, of of San Jose got off their RSL's back line. So yeah, still still some things that they need to work on in training. But the games continue to come thick and fast, and and uh, it, it doesn't matter if RSL just grinding out dirty results. It doesn't matter. What it matters is that you get the, as many points as possible. Um, so you may get some home field advantage, um, if you can call it that, um, in, in the postseason. And as we've seen with this team, particularly under Pablo Mastroeni, when it comes to playoff time, they they can 
they can handle business. They can do things. And, um, yeah, we just 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 need a little bit of help uh, with with decision-making um, across the back line um, and the midfield. It, again, it feels a little bit disjointed. Jay brought it up during the broadcast with regards to Palacio. I don't mind him dropping into the three when they're under pressure to have that extra man when your know, fullbacks are out wide. But when there's no pressure, I don't see the point and then there's just such a huge gap between between him and Ojeda. Again, it's the way he's been instructed to play, I think, I would assume, because he's done that since he's come into the side the last couple of games. Um, so uh, if if it isn't, then that needs to be corrected. Um, and RSL looked a lot better in the second half when he didn't drop down, uh, drop back so much because there was another option in the midfield for the, for the defenders to find. We're going to head out to our next break send us your thoughts on the match we have a couple to get to on the other side at lars underscore mm on twitter or instagram we want to hear from you we'll read out your thoughts hit us up you're listening to the post game show on the rsl radio network welcome back to the post game show on the rsl radio network lauren beck spencer warren you you know we're we're here. Tweets, Instagram messages. Yay! Look, using the Instagram instead is, uh, has really worked out for engagement here. Uh, Troy Ovison sent us another message. What more can be done to fix the mental lapses and ball watching early in the matches? That's been the biggest killer for RSL over the last month and at the beginning of the season. Red Bull. Red Bull gives you wings. Um, helps you f- focus. I'm sure they drink so many. Yes, they do. Um, stimulants. Yes. Yeah. There's. I'm sure there's plenty of that. In and fact, I was told at a home game by a staff member that if I wanted an energy drink to just go outside the locker room and grab one. <laughs> I didn't do that because it felt icky. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it It is back to the beginning of the season where you think of that, uh, the two home games to start uh, against San Jose and Austin, the ball watching, the not closing down in the midfield just outside the 18 and the goals that Real Salt Lake were conceding. Mm-hmm. They've, they've lost that aggression a little bit in in their defensive third at, at the beginning of games. Yeah, I'm not sure if it... it maybe it's the warm-ups. I, I don't know. They, they look pretty solid, pretty intense. Um, but maybe there's something to miss there. Uh, but I do think it's just a mental thing. And, and when it comes to a mental thing, it's, it's fixable uh, for me. Um, because as you saw for the last 75 minutes, you know, the placing of passes, when you look at the stats, um, 87%, um, just over 87% with, with, with regards to the accuracy. And I know a ton of those passes were played across the back line, but they attempted, you know, 517, which was 100 more than than uh, San Jose, the home team. Um, <clears throat> it's just getting those early touches in and just being confident. And, and again, it's it's a mental thing. They just need a little bit of uh, a little bit of luck. They were punished tonight uh, for for some poor clearances, some poor touches um, that are uncharacteristic for the rest of the game. You know, you, you see similar situations where the goals came from, and the same players are, are you know just turning, shielding, uh, playing the ball in tight spaces, and just moving the ball uh, nicely and finding finding a teammate. It, it really is frustrating, and, and I'm hoping that maybe some more intensity. Um, yeah, in training, in in warm ups, might just get uh, everybody on their toes rather than on their heels. 
Another message on Instagram from Jacqueline Voss. She says, I feel like this game sucked because we couldn't get the win we wanted and players were slipping, but I think it's hard without Danny Musowski not being with the team. Pablo didn't really give us an answer with the Danny situation, and I don't think it's really... Even though he's the head coach, I don't know that it's necessarily his place in, on a contract situation to to give an update. I just it it kind of reminds me of when uh, Coutinho wanted out of Liverpool to go to Barcelona, mm-hmm. and he a was back injury, faking is faking a back injury and um, miss, not playing Champions League so that he could stay eligible, so that when he did go to Barcelona, he could play Champions League. With it, just uh, just feels wrong t- to me on quite a few levels. I don't really like it. It it makes no. me lose a bit of respect for a player when when this is a situation especially because he was helping the team and providing and it well, felt he's joint joint top goal scorer. Yeah, th- things were finally clicking with him after a rough start last season coming in injured and not finding that chemistry with his teammates. He he had a great preseason. Pablo was very impressed with him. He was taking his chances and and now it's like We've lost Pablo, which is a huge blow, and now we've also lost Danny. But the Danny one is d- doesn't need to be happening. No, it doesn't. Doesn't need to. Be, doesn't need to be happening. As I said in pregame, Lauren, I've got no issue with players trying to get as much money as they possibly can yes. in their career. I've got no issue with that. But there's a there's a way to do it. You can still negotiate your contract whilst these things are going on. Um, and not down tools. Um, you're letting the team down, uh, letting yourself down. And um, I'm disappointed because, he, you know, he, he, he was a bright spark. Um, he did make things happen, um, made some great runs, opened up um, uh, the, the, you know, back lines with his, with his curved runs and things like that. I think he just, you know, um, just found his place. And again, he might not play every game. I thought he'd be more of a squad player, but when Chicho arrived... It seemed to me that they just had that little bit of connection telep- mm-hmm. telepathy uh, between them because obviously they've been training for each with each other for a year or so down at LAFC, um, and I want him back on the field. I, again, now it's does the locker room want him back on the field uh, for, for doing that? I, I hope it's not the end because he has been a a solid uh, squad player and uh, he scored some really good and vital goals for us. Um, and he is that kind of poacher as well, you know, just just as much as what uh, Chicho can do. Uh, the couple of goals that he scored, uh, you know, a month or so ago when he was about to be substituted, just, you know, rings of, of, of the, the ability of, of the player. And, um, yeah, he, he's a miss. But I thought I was impressed with, with Rubio Rubin putting a shift up top. Obviously couldn't stretch the field as much as, it, you know, we would have liked. Um, but, you know, his header... Uh, that forced Dan, Daniel into the save as the one that dropped to Chicho to, to kind of scuff over the line. Um, yeah, I just thought he put himself about. And then Addison Julio, as we know, great off the bench, didn't have many opportunities as, you know, San Jose started to sit further and further back. But he was just, you know, four options, five options, including Dami. Um, it's it's a glut of, of options for Pablo Mastroeni, but, you know, I certainly feel like uh, the games he's missing right now um, that he would be involved in in all, you know, most, if not all, of the games, uh, whether that's starting or off the bench. I took a look just, uh, just for funsies during the second half to see if I could figure out Andres Gomez's last direct goal contribution for Real Salt Lake. I could be incorrect, but from what I am seeing, it was an assist to Danny Musovsky and the 2-1 win on the road against D.C. United on June 17th. And that's not to say that Andres hasn't 
been good in that time. I think he, we saw it tonight, getting back defensively has been much better. It's just interesting to me that it he's, as you said said in pregame, we talk about it every game with him. It's it's very streaky with him, but it's been three months since we've seen a direct goal contribution from Andres. Yeah, yeah, and and that's frustrating. He's been in and out of the of the side, not had a had a real dip in his form. He said, you know, a couple of times it looked like he hadn't kicked the ball for a couple of days, and it was it was really really strange, but. Been impressed with him the last couple of games, uh, what he's been able to do. I thought he came on um, and, and was bright, got after the fullbacks, um, tracked back superbly, did some great defensive work. Um, and I'm hoping that he's just starting to find uh, his feet again because he's going to be knocking at the door. I know his training performances have been you know, stellar from, from what I've heard from the, uh, the club. Uh, and I'm just hoping that uh, he can kind of put that into the first team performances on match day, whether it's off the bench or starting. But um, you know he's a talent. He's got uh, some some great skills, good uh, ball carrier, um, tricky, uh, and doesn't mind playing off his left or his right foot. Obviously stronger off the right, but doesn't mind you know drifting from the left all to the right hand side. Looks comfortable on both sides. Um, and obviously he's still young and you're still going to get those inconsistencies with young players. We, we forget he's 20, 21 years old. Um, but I, I'm hoping that uh, he can be a spark uh, for Real Salt Lake because he's still, you know, up there in the charts for Real Salt Lake with uh, five five assists um, on, on the season without uh, Pablo uh, Ruiz. I, I, I just feel like he's right there, right on the cusp of, of breaking into the first team and... and putting Savarino and Diego Luna, who started tonight, under a bit more pressure. Taking a look around the league before we get to our next opponent, FC Dallas. Uh, earlier today, NYCFC and New York Red Bull played to a nil-nil draw. Atlanta United beat Miami 5-2. to two. No Messi, but still Busquets and Alba available and playing for Miami tonight. Their first loss since any of those players joined the team. Uh, Charlotte and D.C. United, as well as Montreal and Chicago, played to a nil-nil draw. Orlando... One at home, four to three against Columbus. Two two between Philadelphia and Cincinnati. Vancouver with a two one win on the road against Toronto. One one between Dallas and Seattle, as well as Houston and St. Louis. Your boy Drow Klaus back mm-hmm. with a bang. Two goals in two consecutive games coming back from that uh, injury. Minnesota lost at home to Kansas City. Colorado with a home win, 2-1 to one, against New England. LAFC and LA Galaxy was a fun one to keep an eye on. It was 1-1, 2-2, and, and then LAFC kind of ran away with it a little bit there. 4-2 to two for the home side. Real Salt Lake obviously losing on the road to San Jose, 2-1. to one. And then tomorrow, the final game of the weekend, Austin will host Portland. That game kicks off at 6.30 um, on Apple TV or Fox Sports 1. Be sure to tune in to that. Uh, Dallas and Seattle tonight, 1-1. One to one. Real Salt Lake's next opponent at America First Field on Wednesday. 7.30 kick. 6.30 pregame with us out yes. on the plaza. Be sure to stop by. Um, FC Dallas, as we said earlier, currently sitting in 10th place, 35 points through 27 games. 2-7-4 um, and four on the road. Real Salt Lake 5-5-4 five, five, and four at home. It's been a, a bit up and down at home lately. Uh, you know, To start the season, it was pretty poor. They got a couple results here and there. Um, haven't really been able to pull off consistent performances at home. And obviously their saving grace has been those road results. But what are you expecting from Dallas 
on Wednesday, Spence? Yeah, I think they're they're probably a little bit below where they should be uh, with the squad that they have. Ariola, uh, very talented uh, wide midfielder. Jesus Ferreira, you know, in double digits in Major League Soccer for, for goals, uh, sits on ten. Um, you know, you got Paxton Pomacall who kind of play more of a four-two-three-one type deal formation. O'Brien scored an impressive goal uh, tonight against Seattle in that one-one draw. Um, so they do have some talent going forward. Um, they haven't scored probably as many as they like. You know, they only scored thirty goals in the season, conceded thirty-one, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously RSL have got a, a, a better uh, scoring record, but RSL just need to get get it done. They need to get um, as many points as possible. This is this is a a better team than uh, I should say. FC Dallas are a better team than what they are. Uh, position-wise in, in the table. Uh, they do have so much talent. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it's it's RSL. The onus is going to be, as Pablo Mastroini would say, uh, the onus is on RSL as, as the home team uh, to come out of the blocks and come out quick. Because when they do, they do force teams back immediately. Um, and, again, it, it, it's about belief. It's about getting those sure touches in straight away. Um, and, and making good decisions, um, which we didn't see in the first 15 minutes tonight, which led to RSL's downfall. And uh, you, you just can't give teams, any team in Major League Soccer, a two-goal uh, head start. Now, obviously, RSL great in the second half when it comes to scoring goals. I think they're like plus seven or something like that when it comes to uh, goals for goals against. Yeah, I think it was minus 10 in the first half yeah. and plus seven in the second half. So there's something that needs to, needs to happen, as we mentioned you know, in the previous segment, you know, with regards to is it not intense enough in training when it comes to those, those type of passing drills? Um, is it um, the warm-up so they're not intense enough to, to get the, the, the players ready? Um, I don't know, but the team... As I mentioned, the last 75 minutes is what we expect. And yes, didn't get a goal. Frustrating. Should have come away with at least a point, in my opinion, tonight. And that'll hurt RSL. And uh, they need to start making uh, America first field that, that fortress because that, that home form now is what's going to get you over the line when it comes to the playoffs. FC Dallas is winless in their last three matches, two draws and a loss. But Real Salt Lake... Not in great form either. Obviously, the one win against uh, Colorado last match, but previous to that, the four-game losing streak in all competitions. But a few nice home wins sprinkled in there, that uh, 4-0 win against Orlando in July, as well as the 3-1 win against New York Red Bulls, 3-0 against Seattle Sounders, again uh, the win against Lyon. It's just... It's just so inconsistent from Real Salt Lake at home. And as we said earlier in, in postgame, your last six opponents to close out the regular season are all right around you on the table, with the exception of two, looking for playoff spots. And it we were kind of riding that high throughout the summer of Real Salt Lake is in the playoff picture pretty firmly at the at that moment looking like they could get a home field advantage in that first round, and it it feels like it's slipping away a little bit. But as you said, 75 minutes of pretty good soccer from Real Salt Lake, just not able to be clinical in the final third and find that second goal or or a third. Um, Any final thoughts tonight, Spence? 
No, I'm, I'm looking forward to Wednesday. Um, it's a, you know another opportunity for RSL to put things right, uh, and, and obviously fatigue starts to set in towards the the end of the season and the way the games have come along because of League's Cup. You know the condensed schedule, the first half, and then obviously the second half of the season. Um, but with that comes an opportunity to you know get the the loss of San Jose out of the way pretty quickly and not having to wait a week and stew on that. Uh, too long, but it is a massive, massive game, and um, obviously, if you win against uh, um, FC Dallas, the the team that's um, tenth, you know, just outside of the playoffs, the place outside of the playoffs. If you can put yourself in an eight point buffer, then you're pretty confident going into the last five games that uh, you can see this see this through and make sure that you do have playoff soccer. Right now, though, it's still uh, within their own uh, hands to make sure that they do finish in the top four positions. 7.30 kick on Wednesday against FC Dallas. 6.30 pregame here on the Arsenal Radio Network with Spencer and myself. Be sure to tune in. If you're going to the game, be sure to stop by and say hi to us out on the East Plaza before the game. We'd love to see you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you on Wednesday here on the RSL Radio Network. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.